Hey, everybody, and welcome to Good Luck High Five, episode 312. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for people who play Magic the Gathering, whether you're sitting at home jamming some arena, playing with your friends around the kitchen table, or you're heading out to an FNM or Magic Fest. We're here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's episode, uh, we are all about Ravnica Allegiance. That's right. It is one of our infamous Judge Rob episodes where we have Judge Rob come on and help you understand all of the rules, mechanics, and special card clarifications of the upcoming set. Yeah, if you're headed to a pre-release this weekend, this is definitely not one of the episodes you want to miss. We're going to send you in there fully prepared. (laughs) Dang it. Everybody. (laughs) I got too excited and with my hand motions and I accidentally whacked Rob just then. Just the book. Okay. Rob always reads a book at the beginning of these episodes as a bit and I just hit his book with my hand. Maria got so excited. She just took it out. I'm so mad about Nightwatch by Terry Pratchett. Okay, so Sorry, Judge Rob. Uh, I just get really excited about the pre-release and being prepared. That's right. <laughs> We're so on top of preparedness here. Oh, yeah. In fact, I've got a backpack full of reusable straws and lentils. Over lentils? In the corner. You know, for like uh, if I was a prepper. Um, like a doomsday prepper? Yes. You yes. want lentils? Yeah. They pack a lot of like, you know, dried stuff that if you cook it with water. It creates a lot more food. So you want a lot of like dried oh. legumes and stuff like that. Rice, um, that sort of stuff. Because wow. it cooks up. I just now have a big bag of oatmeal. Now you know. <laughs> <laughs> Check out our new podcast coming in 2020 called Doomsday Prep. Oh, that's probably oh, already a podcast. It already is. It's a whole community. Yeah, that's true. That's where I learned about it. I, you can also get these um, straws that campers use that have a filter in them, like a little bio filter. Does it work? Yeah, of course. Wow. Um, it was a big deal that when, about when it came out, like it was, it was a very lauded scientific achievement. Cause it's like, it's really cool. That's you can very just use handy. these straws, um, in case you don't have iodine or stuff to boil water on hand. Anyway, <laughs> so that you might need to <laughs> know that go. heading into your pre-release this weekend. So yes. you're double prepped, you're double prepped. Take a bio straw with you so that just in case <laughs> things really hey, go downhill at Ravnica the pre-release. is getting out you're of control. Prepared. You never know what you're going to need when Bolus swoops on in. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways, uh, before we get started with our podcast, big thank you to everybody who supports the show on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. That's right. Thank you so much to everyone who has become a patron or has been a patron for such a very long time. We so love having you as part of our family. Um, It means the world to us. And we're so excited about all of the content that we're bringing you this year. Absolutely. Including our brand new news news content, the podcast, The Upkeep. Yes, uh, we recently submitted it to iTunes, to Google Play Podcasts. It's been approved on Stitcher already. It should be approved on the other two in a, a couple of days. So uh, if you are interested in listening to the news, we've now moved that out of our main show and moved it over to the upkeep. Exactly. And it's specifically a little bite-sized podcast, so it comes in at about 10 minutes. Yeah. So you can just listen to it, know everything that's happening in the magic world, and move on about your life. Yeah, it's 10 minutes long. Every Monday afternoon, we're going to put out the upkeep so you can stay 
upkept on everything going on in the magic community. Yes. And uh, if you want to support that, um, we've got the uh, RSS link in the show notes here if you want to subscribe that way. But like I said, check out your favorite uh, podcast app wherever you listen. In a couple of days, it should uh, publish on there. And once again, every single week. And you can support that show and this show all together at patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Thank you as always to our sponsor card kingdom cardkingdom.com slash GLHF is a wonderful place to get everything, including your brand new Ravnica allegiance boxes. Oh yes. Oh. You got to do that friend draft. Exactly. We know we love sitting down at the table with oh, our friends yes. and getting in the very first brand new draft of the new set. Uh, and what better place to get the boosters that you need for that than at Card Kingdom. Card Kingdom, the only company that will make us faces... <laughs> make us faces. Make, make us, us faces. socks with our faces on make them. Make us faces with, with our, our socks, socks on them. them. <laughs> <laughs> It's time for our Ravnica Allegiance preview prep with Judge Rob. Oh, hi. Welcome to the show, Judge Rob. Hi, thank you for having me. I love, love this show. Oh, us too. Us too. And so many of our listeners out in listener land. Yeah, absolutely. I do I do love many people out in listener land, yes. Great, Aww. great, great. <laughs> um, so, Judge Rob, give us your, your credentials. Uh, my credentials. I'm a level three magic judge. I'm regional coordinator of the USA North region. I head judge and judge at a lot of different events. I'm going to be head judging SCG Indianapolis in a few weeks, and I will be on the floor at Pro Tour Cleveland at the Magic Fest there. Excellent. So, exciting couple of months coming up. So if you have ever wanted to meet Judge Rob and you're at one of those events, you can find him out on the floor. Uh, yeah. You yeah. can also appeal a, a call at SCG to make <laughs> sure SCG you get Rob. Yes. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> or you can just swing by the stage. Uh, there'll be two people in red. There's going to be there's going to be Meg Baum, who's awesome, and she's the support judge. And I am the head judge for that event. Awesome. Uh, and so if you swing by and you see a person in red that is female, that is Meg. If you see one that isn't female, that's me. Ooh, do you know what I was down. thinking about? I was, it used to be that you could just be like, it was easier to spot you because when you first came on this show, you had long hair. Yeah, that's true. true. That was such a long time ago. But Megan, yeah. you've gone through at least 10 different hairs since the start of our show. I know. It's, <laughs> and you know what? I don't think that that's strange. But when I look at someone else, <laughs> like Judge Rob, who has made a significant change over time, I'm like, wow, that is strange. Anyway, the way we're going to do this with Judge Rob is we've got some general stuff we want to talk about. Then we're going to go through all of the mechanics on the cards and then kind of some of the more interesting things that we should keep in mind when we're playing the pre-release and then general card questions that you've all emailed in or tweeted at us or wrote in our Facebook wall that you had for Judge Rob specifically about Ravnica Allegiance. Yep. And it's, I like to have a little bit wider scope than pre-release when going individual card questions because yeah. they're like, especially in standard, if you're playing on arena, if you're playing just standard at your store, uh, which is coming up a lot, people are really pushing into standard, you're going to see some of this stuff. Absolutely. So just good things to keep in mind when you look at the new Allegiance cards. Awesome. I, liked, I like to ask this one question before we get started, though, of Rob, yeah. which is overall, how complex or difficult do you think this set is? It is more complicated than uh, than uh, Guilds of Ravnica. It is more complicated than a core set. It's less complicated than Dominaria. It's probably a... If Future Sight was a 10, it's about a 5. <laughs> Nice little average. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's good. Yeah. All right. So, Judge Rob, you've got a pre-rules PSA for us yes. today. I love your PSAs. Yeah. I, I've started to do these PSAs because I want to I get some kind of general, like, 
thought in people's heads about things. And I want to talk about about gatekeeping and shaming people for not liking things as much as you are getting into stuff later. So this is the third Ravnica block that we have. Uh, I've been playing for forever. You two have been playing since the last Ravnica. There was a Ravnica before that. Uh, when somebody shows up and goes, I'm new and I've been playing for less than a year, and you're at your store and you go, man, you don't even know Ravnica. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and the, the, <laughs> That, that makes them feel like crap. Uh, I'm guilty of it a little bit because I talk about, you know, you remember last time. And people will go like, I don't remember last time. And I'll go, do you remember this card from Odyssey? And they'll go, there was a set called Odyssey? And you're like, yes, that was a poor choice of name. But sometimes that happens. Yeah. Uh, but the don't don't make people feel bad for just getting into and starting to enjoy a thing. Don't make people feel bad for enjoying things enjoying something at a less fanatic, passionate level than you, right? Uh, I I love cubing. Cubing is not something that's for everybody. Uh, the uh, cubing requires you to have a big depth of card knowledge to know stuff about like what the kind of deck that you're gonna build and the this idea of building a constructed deck out of limited cards. I use it as an example because it's really hard to play cube if you've been playing Magic for less than a year. Uh, if you, the first time that you draft a cube, Vintage Cube is on Magic Online right now. The first time you draft a cube and you open up a pack and you're like, I, I actually don't know what any of these cards do and they're all really complicated. There are people that, for, that that is not the way that they enjoy the game because they've been playing for only a little while. They play just at pre-releases. They play a lot less. That's cool. They're still Magic players. Uh, there's people who come into your store and, you know, play play once a year, Right. They, they break out their modern deck that probably isn't even modern legal anymore, and they have to change some of the cards in it because they didn't realize that you'd banned Splinter Twin. And when did that happen? Well, long time ago. That's fine. Wow. <laughs> no, there's, there's people that I have these discussions with. They're like, yeah, you used to be able to double the damage of the Furnace of Wrath Trample. And I'm like, that was the case for one year in 1999 to 2000. <laughs> and they go, well, Very yeah, but that's the way it was supposed to work. And I'm like... Sure, <laughs> but things have changed. Uh, these these people that come in that, that play a lot less or are new to the game, don't make them feel bad for not knowing as much if you know more. Yeah. Uh, be excited for them wanting to learn more. Uh, XKCD's got a comic where they say the lucky 10,000. For everything, that, something that everybody knows, there's 10,000 people who learn that thing every day, right? Because you have to learn it at some point. You have to, oh. and so that that's the lucky people. You want to learn about the Yellowstone super volcano, which is the example. No, that he no, uses. I don't. No, I don't. Yeah, no. you, you, you actually really don't. It's terrifying. <laughs> no, I really uh, but, don't. Thank you, but um, no. Yeah. Do, do you want to learn about how Komodo dragons actually have one of the deadliest venoms in the world? Yes. 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 That's super cool to learn. Uh, people are on that on ramp of knowing stuff all the time in everything. There's a there's an infinite depth of experience in magic and board games and books and all sorts of stuff. Instead of shaming people for not knowing stuff, be excited that they want to know the stuff that they want to get in. You know, I read an article that was basically like Komodo dragons don't own the world because they're lazy. Like, <laughs> that's the only thing that's keeping Komodo dragons from having conquered everything. They don't have thumbs, do they? Or do they? They don't, but basically it was just like, they're they're so tough and venomous and frightening and strong that they could be, they could, they could have eaten everything by now, except they, they're they just really like, like they sleeping. They just want to chill. 
<laughs> and so they're just like, no, pass. You know, if I was mad with, you know, sweet, sweet venom, I could just like relax and enjoy the fact that I could destroy anything at any given point should I want to. Exactly. You know? But back yep. to what Judge Rob was saying, <laughs> gatekeeping doesn't help anybody. No. Yeah. And, so, and it doesn't make you cool. No. no it, it doesn't make you cool. Do the opposite. Open the gates. Let people in. Get them to be as excited as you about stuff. This is geek culture. This is the people that in high school got made fun of for wearing silly hats. It, literally me. Uh, so, <laughs> it, it, like, it, seriously, be excited oh, about man. other people being excited. As I Christian Bale once said. About, oh. um, hat phases and people. But anyways. Ooh. <laughs> I'll finish this thought just because it's a terrible, terrible joke. As Christian Bale once said, open the gates and seize the day. What were you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> now that you've said that, I honestly don't remember. Okay, great. Oh, I was going to say, you know who the least cool person in heaven is? Who? St. Peter. Because he he's is the, the gatekeeper. gatekeeper. Nice. Anyways, yeah. Moving nice. on. <laughs> moving on. So, uh, Ravnica Allegiance. Yes. yes. Uh, so the set is super exciting. Uh, exciting. I'm disappointed in it, but it's still <gasps> exciting. Why Aww. are you disappointed? I'm disappointed because I play Ponza in Modern, and this is the Gruel set, and has no cards for my deck. Oh, oh. you wanted some. Modern yeah, I, I wanted. I wanted. I, so, I wanted like. I wanted a three drop that had good abilities that did something in Modern, and it really doesn't have any of those. I'm sorry, Rob. Um, yeah. yeah, I feel your loss. Yep. So. We're, start, we're starting off with general mechanics notes, so an addendum yep. is our first yeah. one we're going to talk addendum's about. Addendum's the first thing on the list. So addendum is an ability word. If you've listened before, we've talked about that. Ability words are basically flavor text. Uh, we're going to look at Arrester's Zeal. Uh, it's a single white for an instant. Turgid Creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. Straightforward card so far. Addendum. If you cast this spell during your main phase, that creature gains flying until end of turn. The word addendum just tells you this is going to have a bonus that happens during your main phase. And it could be any kind of bonus. It differs yep. from card to card. Yeah, it differs from card to card. And the addendum uh, only happens on instants or cards with flash, but it can happen on permanents with flash. Uh, so there's there's an enchantment that's, that has a bonus that if you played it during your main phase. Uh, it's an aura that goes on a creature. And the it is main phase, not main phase with an empty stack, like if you could normally cast a sorcery during that time. Um, so th what that means for, for this purposes is if you cast that aura that boosts your creature, your opponent tries to kill it in response, you can play, uh, you can play Arrester's Zeal here to boost your creature and get the addendum bonus because you played it during your main phase, even if it was in response to what somebody else is doing. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Still your main phase. Yeah, still your main phase. phase. Not the stack. Yep. Which is, which is unusual. There aren't a lot of cards that have done that before. Nice. So, uh, pay attention to the fact that it does it. Anytime that you cast it during your main phase. Simic. Uh, Simic, the adapt mechanic. Uh, so I'm going to look at Growth Chamber Guardian. I'm going to read down the card and then I'm going to talk about what it does. Uh, uh, Growth Chamber Guardian is green and one for a 2-2 two -two creature elf crab warrior. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> got, she, they've he, got their normal hands and then they've got their giant crab yep. hands. Ooh. It looks like he's wearing some kind of mechanical crab suit that he puts yeah, his arms crab. into. Except it's um, a bio crab suit. Yeah. Crab. Uh, and so he has green and two, adapt two. Uh, it has a bunch of reminder text. We'll talk about what all the reminder text does in a bit. Whenever one or more plus one plus one counters are put on Growth Chamber Guardian, you may search your library for a card named Growth Chamber Guardian, reveal it, put it in your hand, then shuffle your library. Ooh. So that adapt two says if this creature has no plus one plus one counters on it, put two plus one plus one counters on it. 
Adapt comes with a number. That's how many counters you're going to put on the creature. You can, ad you can adapt at instant speed anytime in response to removal spells. And <laughs> in response to your kill spell, I adapt. Well, it might be relevant if you're giving a creature plus three, minus three. You As can adapt to does. become bigger. That's uh, true. So there's, there's one of those in this set. that uh, Or burn spells that try to do enough damage to kill it, you can adapt in response. The other thing is you can adapt even if it has counters on it. You can activate this adaptability, and then it generally does nothing at the time it resolves. But you can do it. You, right. Um, so the, the relevant thing is I can adapt. You can try to kill my creature, and then I can adapt again in response to your spell. Uh, the, the adapt that resolves first will put counters on it. The one that resolves second won't do anything. Uh, it checks whether or not it has counters on it at the time it resolves. Uh, the A lot of these adapt creatures also have things that when plus one plus one counters are placed on this, like the growth chamber guardian here, this doesn't care how it gets the counters, and it'll happen even if it enters with counters. The counters are actually placed on it as it's entered the, entering the battlefield, and so it'll trigger that effect anytime that you put counters on growth chamber guardian. Uh, so for instance, if you give him riot, there's a couple ways to do that. If you riot, have him come up with a counter, he'll find another copy of himself. <laughs> wow. But then you cool. won't be able to, like, if you adapt, it won't put any counters Correct, on it. Correct, because he already does. But honestly, if you give him riot, you're probably giving the other copies riot, too. You just get, yeah. like, two twos for days. Or three threes in that case for days. <laughs> three threes for days. <laughs> wow, good. that's dope. Yep. Uh, afterlife. Afterlife is the most straightforward mechanic in the set. It's very simple. Uh, so we're going to look at Ministrant of Obligation. It's a 2-1 for white and 2. It's a creature human cleric. Afterlife 2. Afterlife is a word and a number. And it says, when this creature dies, create a number of 1-1 one, one white and black spirit creature tokens equal to the afterlife number. So in this case, you're going to get two spirits when a Ministrant of Obligation dies. And it's a triggered ability based on the creature dying. It's super straightforward. Get some free things. <laughs> uh, they're 1-1 one, one white black spirits. They, they're very similar to the card afterlife. And this is going to be my gatekeeping thing. Nobody remembers what the card afterlife does. It exiles a thing and makes a 1-1 one, one white uh, <laughs> flying spirit creature token under the control of the creature, under that creature's controller. Um, and all of the, the afterlife cards are just like afterlife in a number. They don't have afterlife X. They don't grant afterlife to anything. It's just a bunch of creatures with this word on it. I want you to scroll back up really quickly to the art of this card that we're looking at, Ministrant of Obligation. And I just want to put a PSA out there because just be wary of what is flying and what does not have flying at your pre-release. This is a card that looks like it could have flying, but it doesn't. It does not have flying. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Well, I think it, it, are you looking at the ghosts behind him? Kind of. Those are the spirits that he makes. I get it. I get it. It just, it just looks a little fly-y. I get it's it, true. like with the with the sway of the giant yeah. robe. Yeah, yeah, and if he, I didn't see the feet under it or whatever, and because of the because of the angle, it looks like he's up standing on a ledge somewhere, like yeah. Vampire Nighthawk, which it suggests that he probably can fly. Yes, I I also really love this flavor text. Sorry, just while we're here on this card, yeah. When the price of your sins comes due, the Church of Deals is here to collect. <laughs> The Church of Deals. Love it. That's that's Orzhov. Praise a bargain. Oh, I am deals. on board. <laughs> oh, man. I it, 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 This set is all about social commentary from the Orzhov because they're the rich. And <laughs> Kaya, the ghost assassin, is the revolutionary that overthrows the the perpetually rich ghosts of the Obsidat. Man, what and, does a ghost even <laughs> spend its money on? Ugh. Slavery. 
Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, a nice satay. No. no they can't a, even sit some down. Some rough truths over here. Yeah. No, this is, this is a set about harsh truths and like hashtag eat the rich is like Kaya's hashtag, right? Ooh. <laughs> um, so spectacle is the next thing. This is the Rakdos mechanic. Uh, so you're going to see it on black and red cards. Uh, Rafter Demon here is red, black, two for a demon. It's a four, two. Uh, it has spectacle of three black, red. I'll talk about the text of that in a second. When Rafter Demon enters the battlefield, if its spectacle cost was paid, each opponent discards a card. And so for spectacle, it says you may cast this spell for its spectacle cost rather than its mana cost if an opponent lost life this turn. And spectacle is an alternative cost. You pay it instead of paying whatever the cost of the spell is. Uh, every spectacle cost is a mana cost in this set. That's not actually mandatory. They could come back and spectacle for life or something in the future. Um, most of the spectacle cards are actually less. Uh, I picked Rafter Demon specifically because it triggers based on you paying the spectacle cost for it. But there's a bunch of spectacle cards that cost like one if you ha have hit them with spectacle, uh, like Skewer the Critics. Yeah, this yeah. one is a little strange. Yeah, it's a little strange. In Limited, this is actually like you pay one more mana in order to get them for a card. And that's... That's pretty good That's deal on your it. four two for four, uh, and you get to choose. You aren't obligated. Oh, this also doesn't have flying. I was going to yeah. say this is another <laughs> yeah. card that's like yeah. PSA. He sits, in, he does sits not. in the rafters. A lot of these Rakdos cards look like they have flying. Oh, good grief! Uh, there's there's an Hackrobat. Like it, hundred percent looks like it is currently flying, but she's actually just on a tightrope. And so, yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyway, you are not obligated to pay the spectacle cost. So for Rafter Demon, if you want to only pay four mana for this because you don't have five mana and you've hit your opponent with a creature this turn, you can. And this is loss of life. It's not just damage. So it is damage in anything that says it makes your opponent lose life. Uh, they're distinct things. Damage usually causes loss of life. On the flip side, if you have Infect, you generally don't trigger Spectacle because you didn't deal, uh, they didn't lose any life if you infect them, you know, for, for all that. Uh, if you remember Rakdos, Lord of Riots, this is what he does from, you know, back from Two Ravnica, Two Furious. <laughs> um, weirdly, every card of the spectacle is a creature or a sorcery as well. Question. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned on here if they are plus life for the turn. So what oh, if yeah. what if I have like a 2-2 two, two and a 4-4 four, four and I swing in um, and they block the 4-4 four, four with their own 4-4 four, four life linker? Yep. Um, but I still hit them for two. Yep. They but they, so they, they took two, but they gained four. They still lost life. Okay. So, uh, the life gain and life loss will like functionally get them to gain life over the course of the turn. Yeah. But, uh, losing life is something causes the life loss action to happen. Yeah. Uh, so I, I mentioned this in here and then I forgot to say it. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter if they've netted out life this turn, as long as they lost life from some source. Um, even in this case, if it's at the same time as they're gaining life. So, yeah. Pretty cool. Oh, spectacle. and spectacle doesn't change when the card gets cast. It just changes the amount that you pay. Uh, so you you can't, if you make them lose life on their turn, that doesn't give you the ability to play spectacle cards in their turn. It just just changes the amount that they... That would be wild. Yeah. <laughs> uh, riot. Gruel! Riot is the gruel mechanic. Um, I'm actively angry at this mechanic. Uh, because <laughs> I mentioned Rakdos, Lord of Riots. Yeah. Rakdos is the Lord of Riots. Why is Riot? Well, the... because it was supposed to be a Rakdos mechanic. Did you know that? 
Uh, this mechanic? Yes. I did not. Indeed, yeah. It was in one of the um, Daily MTG articles that Mark Ooh. Rosewater put together where he revealed that initially Riot was supposed to be the Rakdos mechanic, but then they sent it off to Creative and they messed about with stuff and then they put it on Gruul instead. Mm. I mean, the, the mechanic makes sense, like, mechanically from Gruul. Uh, like, strategically it doesn't. It's weird. Uh, but, like, mechanically Gruul should get this. So it just shouldn't be called Riot. Um, <laughs> I I'm pretty sure this also poisoned the magic shirts. If you've seen the the magic shirts of the four with the oh, words yeah. with the with the uh, with one of the letters being replaced with a symbol. Yeah. Uh, they did all the guild shirts, and the Rakdos one is safe word. Yeah. It really should be riot. Absolutely. But they probably but they knew this, yeah, oh, this mechanic was coming. Oh, that's because that would be really weird uh, to have riot be the Rakdos shirt and then it come out on the rule card. But. <laughs> Um, so Ravager Worm is my target to talk about the riot mechanic. Uh, green, green, red, three for a four, five worm. Uh, he has riot. I'll talk about that in a second. His other abilities are when it enters the battlefield, choose up to one. Ravager Worm fights target creature you don't control or destroy target land with an activated ability that isn't a mana ability. Riot, though, says this creature enters the battlefield with your choice of either a plus one, plus one counter or haste. So the big deal with Ravager Worm uh, Riot is a replacement effect. It replaces entering the battlefield with entering the battlefield with one of these two bonuses. It always has that bonus. Ravager Worm is always going to fight as a 5-6 if you want it to. And it will always be either bigger or hasty. And Riot, Riot's forever. If you choose haste, it has haste forever. If they take your creature, that creature has haste under their control. If they gain control of it. And then when it comes back to you, it has haste again. It still has haste, yes. Um, what if it goes to the graveyard and comes back? Uh, then it's a new object. So it forgets all memory of its previous existence, like all the counters on it. <laughs> it it's just like, oh, I guess, yeah, you yeah. Know I guess that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It, it just, I know, it's just funny to think about, I forgot my other, I forgot my other life. Yeah. I, you know, in a previous life, I was a fighty worm. But in this one, I'm going to wreck your <laughs> celestial colonnade and have haste. All right, I can get behind that. Uh, there's a, there, note that there is a permanent control changing effect in this set that uh, they can just take your, your creature with and they'll have haste. So if for some reason your creature had to stay home and not attack, they may be able to take it with haste and then attack back with it. Uh, so it's a thing. <laughs> um, the split hybrid cards. If you were not playing three months ago with the previous Ravnica, uh, they're back again. And they have split. Uh, they have a split card where one half is hybrid and one half is a, a traditional gold card, and they have the worst names. <laughs> I, <laughs> Judge Rob is full of hot takes. I, my, uh, yeah, so. I, my hot take is actually that they're burning down good one-word card oh, names yeah. on these you, cards. Oh yeah, you hot take this last yes. last yeah. episode. Uh, like repudiate is a great card name, yes. and so is replicate. I agree. Yes. And they're never going to reprint this card. <laughs> yep, and now yeah, it's gone forever. Point. Yep. And so uh, my call-out card was Repudiate or Replicate. Uh, so Repudiate is hybrid green-blue, hybrid green-blue for an instant. Counter-target activated or triggered ability. Uh, mad abilities can't be targeted, it helpfully reminds you of. And Replicate is uh, green-blue, uh, sorry, blue-green-one for a sorcery. It'd create, a tar- it'd create a token that's a copy of target creature you control. And but this card has a lot going on, and you're going to get questions on it, and it's going to be weird. Uh, just like with normal split cards, you pick which side. Uh, note that one side's an instant and one side's a sorcery. Things that search your library for an instant can search for either can search for this card. Things that search for a sorcery can search for either one. When it's not on the battlefield, or not on the battlefield, when it's not on the stack, it has everything from both sides. 
So it has a converted mana cost of five. Its name is both things. It's both an instant and a sorcery. Um, Wild. Yeah. Uh, note also, uh, if you are reasonably new, this will counter Planeswalker loyalty abilities. They still get the loyalty because they paid the loyalty as a cost. Oh, really? They, yeah. So if they plus their Domery and you counter it, they won't get their mana, but they'll get their their loyalty on it. Okay. Oh, I, I don't think I knew that. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and so it is it's relevant because this is this is going to be a card that's played and it will counter Planeswalker loyalty abilities at non-trivial amount of the time. Just, yeah, I need you to not do that. Um, my PSA in general on this. So Scry, one of the best mechanics of all time, is back in this set after taking a set off. Uh because they had uh, surveillance instead time. of scry. Yeah, oh, it took sorry. it took a vacation. It was it was it it was napping. It was on Theros, hanging out in the sun. Yeah, it was. It was a dark time. <laughs> we missed it, but we got surveil instead. And yes. Surveil is a great mechanic, but the thing is that surveil and scry are really similar. If you aren't familiar with surveil, surveil is just like scry, except instead of putting the cards you don't want onto the bottom of your library, you put them in your graveyard, which is what you want to be doing. It's really good. If you've been playing with for the last three months with Guilds of Ravnica and you've been playing a lot of Surveil, you are going to try to Surveil cards in your graveyard at some point. You're going to look Whoopsie at your top doodle. cards and you'll Surveil cards in your graveyard. <laughs> uh, but you don't have any Surveil in the set. You have a Scry. Uh, if you also, if you're playing a, a, a silly format, uh, if you want to play like mixed, limited with three packs of each set in it, or you want to play a, a funny two-headed giant where each team member gets four packs of each set, separately and you don't get to combine pools so i'm going to be playing the guilds of ravnica and you'll be oh, playing cool. the ravnica allegiance like that's a cool thing that i would love to try at some point but be aware that surveillance scry exist back to back and they're different from each other so yes pay attention to cards yeah i i feel like i'm gonna try mess this up but i'm gonna try I, not to yeah i'm 100 percent gonna do it on to some individual card notes and these are cards that might have something a little bit tricky on them that you yep. might need a judge call on or something like that so let's get yeah, it out of the way now there's something you haven't haven't encountered yeah um so applied biomancy uh this is an instant it costs a green and a blue and, and is really good it's really good um it but it has an interesting template it says choose one or both target creature gets plus one plus one to the end of turn and return target creature to its owner's hand. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I predict I'm going to get blown up by the salon. This card is a blowout. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, th this card is unreasonably good. But do you know what this reminds I me agree. of? I know it's not quite the same. But do you, do you all remember Common Bond from, yeah. Yeah. from this mm -hmm. is Return to Ravnica? That card was busted Yes, good. it was. Yeah. That was a common like this. It yeah. was like a common trick. In Celestia at the time. Yeah. This reminds me of that where you're just like, oh, oh, hello. well, now I lose. <laughs> but there's also, by the way, in white black, that Orzov kill spell for two mana at common. You can what? Kill anything for for white black, but you must either sacrifice a creature, lose five life, or sacrifice an enchantment. Or sacrifice yep, an enchantment. That's actually uh, the next card on my oh, list. Oh, look at this. <laughs> Final payment. Look okay. at this. Uh, so, but applied uh, biomancy. Applied biomancy. Card is good. You're going to see it a lot. Uh, one thing that's going to come up with this, and there's another card in the set that has the same template as well. It has two targets. It does different things to the two targets, and it's possible one of them won't be around at the time it resolves. Uh, if that's the case, it'll still do what it can. It'll do the other half of the card, because all of the targets have to be gone for it to be countered. Just removing one of the, well, for it to fail to resolve. 
uh, just removing one of the targets will not stop the spell from doing what it does. So if, if I boost my thing, try to bounce your thing, in response you sacrifice your creature to something, because there's a lot of sacrifice effects here, mine will still get boosted. Okay. Nice. So, Good to know. Uh, final payment was the next one on my list, as I mentioned. Uh, this is this is something that might sacrifice a creature instant speed, in fact. Uh, black and a white instant. As an additional cost to cast this spell, either pay five life or sacrifice a creature or sacrifice an enchantment and destroy target creature. Whew. Uh, the sacrifice here and on a couple other cards in the set, it's a cost. If you start casting final payment, they can't kill your creature in response to force you to pay life. Because that you, would be a little busted. <laughs> be a little insane. <laughs> you sacrifice this yeah. as part of the cost. Yeah, exactly. It, it, imagine that the upper that the upper right hand corner says black, white, and sacrifice a creature in a yeah. little circle there, yeah. but they can't fit it. Uh, so <laughs> sacrifice a creature <laughs> really small. Or pay five life. Sacrifice a German. Choose one of those things. Yeah, and so like it's impossible to fit that in there. So the cost is down in the text, and you pay that before they get the chance to respond. I just. Yeah. yeah, shout out to Orzov Flavor Text yet again. There's nothing quite like the feeling of paying off a large debt. Wow. It sounds like you paid it off with your life. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you it, it sounds did. like he committed suicide yes. for the life insurance money. <laughs> wow. Uh, Seems a little backwards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, goblin Gathering, red and two, sorcery. Create a number of 1-1 one, one red goblin to- creature tokens equal to two plus the number of creature ca- or of cards named Goblin Gathering in your graveyard. Ooh. Uh, Two is a party. Three is a felony. <laughs> Sorry, this flavor <laughs> text is awesome. So the flavor text of this set is incredible. Oh, it, it, good. Like, Very this, good. It, like, none of these are, like, in my top five either. Like, the story of Crocodile is probably the best one in the set. Oh, yeah, that one's cool. That was so good. Uh, but uh, Goblin Gathering here, uh, it makes two goblins if it's the first one you cast because it doesn't count itself. Uh, the, bla- the way that you resolve a spell is you do the text of the spell, then you put it in your graveyard. So it's not in your graveyard to see itself, so it makes two goblins. Nice. Um, it's. I predict that I'm going to get two goblins from this basically all the time. I cannot wait to draft a goblin. Oh, people are going to do it. People are going to do it. Yeah, and you but know, it's a large set, right? Like, it's common. When you draft it, exactly a common. You can get a few of them. It's going to happen. Yeah, and you know what gonna else happen. you're going to draft? You're going to get the enchantment that pings your opponent for one every time a creature with power one attacks. It's true. I mean, that's that's definitely a deck. I just. I don't know. What's your limit? Like four? I bet you. Okay, maybe four. I mean, I, I'll, I'll play. I'd actually play this anyways. At red and two make two goblins. I'll, I'll probably just play this. Yeah. It's, it's no Krenko's command, but it's it's pretty good. <laughs> We're going to um, make a goblin gathering deck when we do the streamer event on Wednesday. Oh, that's going to be. <laughs> yes. I got to write it down. <laughs> so uh, Sagittarius Volley. Green and two. Instant. Destroy target creature with flying. Sagittarius Volley deals one damage to each creature with flying that your opponents control. Get rid of here, ghosts. Get rid of here. Get out of here. Yeah. Uh, Kill a pile of spirits is what it does, except they could sacrifice the spirit that you're targeting. And the problem with that is if all of the targets of a spell are removed, then it doesn't doesn't resolve. It goes to resolve and it fails and it goes to the graveyard. Uh, So if you try to kill the creature with flying and they sacrifice it in response, you don't get to kill all the other things. This is going to be relevant, and it's going to come up a bunch. Oh, wow. Okay, handy. Uh, but the reason that it's an instant is try to help you try to avoid that, so that you can play it when their shields are down, when they're tapped out sometime. So, uh, Skewer the Critics. I, I don't have rule stuff for Skewer the Critics. I, I just wanted to ask, have you ever wanted to throw a spear candelabra <laughs> at your critics? <laughs> Every day, Rob. Oh, yes. Every day. Yes, I have. <laughs> just You could just stop it at, have you ever wanted to throw a spear candelabra? The answer mm. is yes. Okay. 
Yeah. I have I've a question for you. Wanted to it throw seems a... so heavy. Judge Rob. Yeah. Do, in your in mono red, do they need another lightning bolt? <laughs> Yeah, I did mean, Red need this? Did Red I mean, need this? You could play like 28 Bolt now, right? Oh, gosh. Like. Less <sighs> I. It, it seems okay. like a modern deck. Not a good one, but a modern deck. Uh, pretty picture of a pig. Territorial war. Uh, green and one for a 2-2. Two, two. It is a pretty picture it of is. a pig. Yeah, it really is. This is this is the most pleasant art in the set. It's just nothing's really blowing just up or nice, dying. A just a nice pig having a nice time. Yep, just pig in the woods. Uh, so it's a it's a green and one for a 2-2-4. Two, two, I made some pig in the woods for Thanksgiving. <laughs> what does that even mean? It's uh, like a Frank, like a mini little Frank. And then it's surrounded. Um, it's in a bed of cheese sauce surrounded by a bunch of pretzel sticks as the forest. Wow. Mm. You got there. Yum. <laughs> pig in the woods. Just make, it, consider like, making a pig in the woods for your next family gathering. Oh, gosh. Is this, or I are won't. You, are you talking like Velveeta cheese sauce? Yeah, it has to be strong enough Gross. to hold your trees. So... <laughs> So maybe it's just a block of Velveeta that you <laughs> shoved some pretzels in. Yeah, like, like you t- what do you do? You, 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 really, do, you really worked hard. Um, <laughs> you, you take a butter dish and you stick a block of Velveeta in it, put your Frank on top of it, put it in the microwave. So right? <laughs> Look, in my mind, we're not even putting it in the microwave now. Maria, I'm going to make this and take a photo of it just so that you... Can remember it forever. It's just a block of Velveeta with pretzels stuck in it, standing up, and then one little mini sausage in the middle. Yes, <laughs> like a Vienna sausage. Yes. yes, sitting in the in the middle on top of the block of cheese. Oh, pig in the woods! A delightful dish for whenever you're feeling very depressed. I mean, this is depression food, right? Like, it's like in the woods. You don't want to go anywhere and you need a pile of calories and all you have is Velveeta and Vienna sausage and pretzels. And pretzels. Oh, if you things. have all three of those things in your house at any given time, check yourself. Oh, oh, this, is, this is so far off the rails. Okay, okay. anyway. Uh, meanwhile, Territorial Boar. It's a 2-2 for green and one. Boar. Whenever a creature with power four or greater enters the battlefield under your control... Territorial boar gets plus one plus one and gains vigilance until end of turn. Whoa, fero- what's it called? Ferocious? It's yeah, it's 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 ferocious. Uh, it doesn't have the ferocious word on it. Uh, there's a bunch of these. I'm going to mention another one a little bit later. Uh, but territorial boar counts riot counters because the riot creatures enter and they always have the counter on them. Uh, so if you have if a, that's what you chose, yeah, yeah. if yeah. you choose to have a have a counter. So if you have a three three it's riot, you can choose to riot have it enter as a four four and trigger territorial boar. Okay, nice little bonus. Yep. Uh, eyes everywhere. Yuck. Well, yeah. okay. Oh, Megan man. has some problems with this card. Oh, Niles Town really, really is trying to imitate Richard Kane Ferguson here. I'm very excited. It's good art. Uh, blue and two uh, for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, scry one. Just like Thassa. Uh, and for blue and five, exchange control of eyes everywhere and target non-land permanent. Activate this ability only anytime you could cast a sorcery. So, exchange. Exchange is a is an a special word in magic. You pick two things and you switch the control. And the thing with exchange is both things need to be there for you to exchange. So uh, if if they poke out your eyes everywhere, you don't oh, get to exchange. God. Oh yuck! <laughs> Duh. <laughs> <laughs> get you em. have to put it like that. <laughs> Look. <laughs> 
because uh, because I can't help myself. That's a blowout, by the way. Yeah, uh, you spent three mana up front and six mana, and then you get disenchanted Nothing. instant speed. And yeah, get no value. Yeah, sad. Um, so. Flames of the Rays boar. Also like, boar. Real sub-theme. Yeah, real boar there's sub a bunch theme. of boars. Like, Domri is into his boars. Yeah, he really is. Dom, Domri's a real pig man. Uh, <laughs> I, Domri's favorite snack, pig in the woods. What, that, what a boar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, Flames wow. of the Rays boar. Uh, red and five for an instant. Flames of the Rays boar deals four damage to target creature and opponent controls. Then, Flames of the Rays Boar deals two damage to each other creature that player controls if you control a creature with power four or greater. So, the first thing, as mentioned, the target must survive in order for this to do anything. Uh, it is a single target. If they sacrifice it in response, you've wasted your Flames of the Rays Boar. Um, also, the it checks on resolution for whether or not you have a creature of power four or greater. So, if you Flames of the Rays Boar their dude and they kill your only four power creature, you get to four of their creature, but you don't get to two all the other ones. Uh, sure. The splash damage goes away. So it, it pays attention to a lot of things at a lot of different times. Uh, Rhythm of the Wild. This is actually the card I'm most excited for in the set. Uh, <laughs> green, red, one, enchantment. Creature spells you control can't be countered. And non-token creatures you control have Riot. Uh, and we've talked about Riot before. You can get two instances of Riot with this card. Or with Domri. Uh, double Riot is double fun. You choose each separately. <laughs> You can get two counters, or you can get a counter in haste, or you can get double haste. Ooh, double haste, <laughs> yeah. This card has double haste. Yep. Multiple instances of haste are redundant. Yeah, <laughs> you don't get to attack before your Guess attack what? phase. It was attacking last turn. Yeah, just take the that's, yeah. that's how haste If is. you would have blocked, if this would have attacked, how would you have blocked? <laughs> uh, and <laughs> the, the art is also great because it's Domri leading an army of pigs, as we've talked He's about. He's a pig this, man. This is all He's a real pigs. pig man. Uh, yep. Double your riot, double your fun. Yep. Double your damage with gruel mint gum. Yep. Think about uh, that. Rumbling Ruin. Red and five for an elemental. It's a six, six. When Rumbling Ruin enters the battlefield, count the number of plus one, plus one counters on creatures you control. Creatures your opponents control with power less than or equal to that number can't block this turn. This is a sweet template. They've never had a template like this before. We have to count something um, and then lock in an effect based on it. Uh, it makes it super clear. As it resolves, you figure out the number of counters, and that's the number that they, that they can't block with. But the group of creatures isn't locked in. Uh, so if they make a creature with flash that is uh, that is above the number, it'll be able to block later. If they make a creature with flash that is under the number, they won't be able to block later. And they can bump up their power in order to be able to block. So if you lock in the number four and they give a creature plus three, plus three, and it was a two, two, now it's a five, five, and it can block. Okay. Uh, this this pile of rocks is a grumpy old man. Oh, yes, it oh, is. Yes. Look at that grumpy old man. Very grumpy. Ugh, it's so hard being a pile of rocks. Yep. What would you rather be, a pile of rocks, a sentient pile of rocks, or a ghost in the Orzhov cult? Were all three of those options a pile of rocks? <laughs> <a sentient>? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's one of the three <laughs> options. A pile of rocks, a sentient <laughs> pile of rocks, or a ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I pick ghost every day, but you yeah. know, that's just me. Wow, I pick <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. Oh, 
This next creature, by the way, the next card, Biomance is familiar. You might think like, oh, this could be cutest card. Take a look at it, by the way. No, it's terrifying. We will be disgusting. It's horrifying. We will be naming cutest card and gross card today. This thing has six elbows. Oh, Uh, don't even. That is a gross way to think about it. But yeah, lots of the Simic creatures, you might be like, oh, Maria, why don't you pick that? It's so cute. And I'm going to ask you to take a real hard look at that creature. Is it cute? Is it, though? Is it? Would you like to wake up to this next to you in bed, snuggling you at night? I don't think so. No. Anyway, no. sorry. No, just had to get that off my I chest. mean, if somebody loves elbows. <laughs> I'm really into elbows. Do you know what I really like? People's elbows. <laughs> I'm an elbow lady, you know? I'm really just into elbows. I mean, I mean some people juggle geese, right? What? Uh, do do you they? say some people Rick. juggle geese? Yes. I mean, I guess. I'm gonna gatekeep again. Have you watched Firefly? <laughs> oh, I okay. Sorry, I didn't know your reference. It washes my favorite character in Firefly, and it's one of. I mean, it's not even close to his best line, but it's a good line. Uh, so, a green blue, uh, for Biomancer's familiar. It's a two-two mutant. It doesn't have other abilities or other types. It's just a mutant. Uh, that's funny. Yep. It doesn't have a job. It's part of the X Men. Yep. Uh, activated abilities of creatures you control cost two mana less to activate. This effect can't reduce the amount of mana on an ability. This effect can't reduce the amount of mana an ability costs to activate it to less than one mana. So if they have something that costs two mana, it'll reduce it down to one. Uh, He has the ability tap. The next time target creature adapts this turn, it adapts as though it had no plus one plus one counters on it. So this is so it can adapt even if it's already adapted. Yep. Uh, Even even if it's adapted, even if it has a hundred plus one plus one counters on it. Uh, thing don't care. Adapt further. So, hundred handed one. Yes. Uh, hundred elbowed one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. Well, how many? You think that, that hundred handed ones has hundred hands, but not a hundred elbows? You're right. I just don't want to think about elbows. it. Just don't want to think about um, it. And adapts this turn specifically means the adaptability of that creature resolves. Yeah. Uh, so you in the, the shenanigans land that we talked about before where I adapt, you try to kill my dude, I adapt again. Uh, I let the first adapt resolve, then I target it with my little mutant here. And, it, you know, and makes, it's going to be cheaper yeah. to do as well because of the first ability, yes. right? Yeah, generally true. There's some adapts that don't have colorless mana costs, but yeah. Okay. Uh, or generic mana costs, I should say. Uh, Deputy of Detention. Deputy of Detention is blue-white one for a 1-3 Vidalcan wizard. When Deputy of Detention enters the battlefield, exile target non-land permanent and opponent controls, and all other non-land permanents that player controls with the same name as that permanent until Deputy of Detention leaves the battlefield. Aw, Mr. Feeny. It's Detention Sphere on a body. That makes it worse. Uh, but Classic. Yep. So the, the thing with Deputy of Detention, uh, to know about tokens... So afterlife tokens, uh, all tokens in general, if they aren't a copy of something, their name is based on their types. So the afterlife tokens are named spirit. Deputy of Detention targeting a spirit token will get all of the other spirit tokens. Ooh, that's kind of cool. Yep. Nice. Also, he has a duration. Uh, he is an until he leaves the battlefield. If something's duration ends before it begins, it doesn't start. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That is the most magic judge Whoa. sentence I have it's, ever it's, heard. It's a super Say tricky it. sentence. Say it one more time <laughs> for If a us. duration ends before it begins, it doesn't start. Wow. Oh, I want to put that on, embroider that on a pillow. Life. So it, what, that, what that means in a not technical sense is if I target a spirit token with deputy of detention uh, with the trigger and you kill the deputy of detention in response to the trigger, nothing gets exiled because the duration 
doesn't get the chance to start. It has this gotcha. until this thing happens. Well, that thing happened before it would start. So don't start it. <laughs> it basically means you don't get to randomly kill tokens if they're if they're yeah. candy and clever and have some stuff going on. This card is bizarre. Electrodominance. Yeah, electrodominance. Uh, red, red X for an instant. Electrodominance deals X damage to any target. You may cast a card with converted mana cost X or less from your hand without paying its mana cost. Uh, so the thing to note here, you don't cast lands. You play them. Yep, you play lands. So uh, you can electrodominance with a handful of lands and get only the value of a burn spell. I mean, it's it's heat ray with a free spell attached, which isn't a bad thing. But uh, yeah, be yeah. aware. Um, note that the this is also an alternative cost. The without paying its mana cost replaces the mana cost with a null, but it's still an extra cost. For spectacles purposes, you can't use your spectacle effect from Electrodominance, uh, which is an alternative cost. Lumbering Battlement. Lumbering Battlement's a 4-5 beast <laughs> for white me. and four. It has Vigilance. When Lumbering battlef- Battlement enters the battlefield, exile any number of other non-token creatures you control until it leaves the battlefield. Lumbering Battlement gets plus two, plus two for each card that is exiled with it. Well, note this is a trigger. You choose everything during the resolution of this trigger and exile them. There's no chance to respond after you've picked a bunch of stuff to exile, but before Lumbering Battlement gets the, the bonus. And you only pick when it resolves. If you cast Lumbering Battlement, put the trigger in the stack, and they say, I don't want you to have a giant creature. I'm going to deal five damage. Okay, you can choose not to exile anything. Yeah, there's. this is always one of those tricky little like uh, situations where you don't have to do, mm-hmm. you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. Uh, and it, it's clear, exile any number. Any number can be zero. You can choose to just get a 4-5 Vigilance for five. That's not a perfectly terrible card limited. It's fine. Play it. This next card is really cool. Yeah, oh. Sphinx of Foresight. Uh, so Sphinx of Foresight, blue, blue, two for a 4-4 four, four Sphinx. Uh, Sphinx of Foresight has an ability that comes before flying, which isn't common in the text box. You may reveal this card from your opening hand. If you do, scry three at the beginning of your first upkeep. Dang. So for people who haven't played with ley lines, uh, this is a ley line effect. Sphinx of Foresight takes place after you finish your mulligans, after you finish your scry, after your opponent finishes mulligans and scry, but before pit players do anything meaningful on their first What does it say in Magic Online? And Perform any opening hand actions. Opening hand actions. Yeah, pregame actions is another way to call it, um, where you reveal Sphinx of Foresight. Don't forget to do it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's fine. It's a 4-4 four, four flyer for four that yeah. says at the beginning of your upkeep, scry one. Like, <sighs> I, I, it could not have that text, and I would play this in 100% of my limited decks. Well, yeah, for sure. Like, <laughs> I just have forgotten to put out my ley lines. Oh, yeah. And so I'm saying, like, if you have this card in your opening hand, please yes. remember to show it off. Yes. Okay. Um, and so Sphinx of Foresight, it's unusual. Pause your opponent before they play their first land. If you have a Sphinx of Foresight in your hand, like, be, be deliberate about your mulligans and scrying and stuff at the start of the game because it, it might be relevant. Um, and don't just rush ahead if you... Don't just rush ahead on your first turn before your opponent has, you know, finished their scry, because they might be deciding what to do before they Sphinx of Foresight. They may want to scry this down and then scry three more cards. The other thing to note, if you have a hand with two Sphinx of Foresight in it... Oh, you lucky you're really S-O-B. Yes, wow. you're really lucky. You get to reveal <laughs> them both. It's great. It is not Scry 6. Aww. It's two instances of Scry 3. Oh, okay. I'll That's, take it. So, so good. Yeah, it's, it's still very good. Still good. Um, it, like, 
it, double scry three at the start of the game basically lets you do whatever you want to yeah. set up your hand. Uh, <laughs> what it, hand would you like to play in this game? Here you go. Yep. Uh, just be aware. Uh, and if your opponent tries to scry six, don't let them call a judge. Uh, Tesa Karlov. Uh, Tesa Karlov is black, white, two. She's a two, four legendary creature, human advisor. If a creature dying causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that ability triggers an additional time. So this being very relevant with afterlife. Correct. You'd get double the ghosts. ghosts. Yes. If you had one. Double the spooky ghosts. Also, she's good at afterlife because she says creatures, you, creature tokens you control have vigilance and lifelink. Nice. Nice. She's really good at afterlife. She's so many little ghosts. Yeah. By the way, we're petitioning for spirits to be renamed ghosts in magic. Yes, because ghosts. Cute. Spooky ghosts. Little spooky ghosts. Yeah, but there's a bunch of big spirits, right? And there's like. Okay, the big, big ones can be spirits ghosts. and the little ones are ghosts. Mm. <laughs> We would like to make magic more complicated for you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Back when we had both falcons and birds. Really? <laughs> oh, man. The grand creature type update can dine five different types of bird into one bird type. Five birds into one bird? That yeah, sounds was, like There were falcons and hawks. That's and some, Yeah, some real so, civic yeah, nonsense so, Soria the falconer only boosted falcons, and there were only like four falcons, but now she boosts all birds. And like, Ooh, uh, all She right. got a lot better Ooh. with the grand creature type update. Uh, but uh, so Tesa, I want to talk about what she does, though. Yes. Uh, this makes afterlife better, as mentioned, even if Tesa dies at the same time. So if somebody casts a wrath effect and Tesa dies at the same time as the things that have afterlife triggers, she still doubles those afterlife triggers. If you are an obsessive Twitter follower, you may have seen uh, Eli, the rules manager, mention some triggers don't get doubled if Tesa dies at the same time as the creature. And you may have not understood it. Don't worry about it. It's not going to come up. Okay. <laughs> they need to be specifically goes to the graveyard from anywhere triggers. There's it like we're talking like the Eldrazi Titan auto shuffle triggers. You'd get two of those, except that you don't get two of those if they die at the same time as Tesa. Okay. Uh, well, okay. Uh, uh, don't worry about it. It's not going to come up in any meaningful sense. But that's interesting because I would not have thought that was the case with her dying. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it, it, almost all the time she's going to double triggers that happen at the same time as her dying. The the trigger, the graveyard from anywhere triggers aren't the same as graveyard from the battlefield triggers. They have to look at the game after the trigger as opposed to before the trigger to determine whether or not they trigger. Because that you could mill so them from... so many instances of the word trigger in oh, one Welcome to semantic satiation. Uh, <laughs> trigger doesn't mean anything anymore. Uh, yeah, we've just said oh it too gosh. many times. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, you, you get it just by reading Tasa because she has the word yeah. trigger like four times on her, right? Yes. Three... Sure, that's still enough. Uh, but captive audience. Captive, this card is awesome. This, yes. this card is so good. Uh, it's really bad, but it's really good. Uh, red, black, five for an enchantment. Captive audience enters the battlefield under the control of an opponent of your choice. I'm going to choose my opponent from a round earlier. Yeah. <laughs> you, you get to choose an opponent that's in the game and two-headed giant, which is going to come up in pre-releases. You get to choose which head gets this. Okay. Um, and you give them a present. It's a wonderful present. It's marvelous. It says at the beginning of your upkeep, so their upkeep because they have it, choose one that hasn't been chosen. So they're choosing. Yep. They get they get the, these they rewards. They have the present They're now. cursed. Yep. They, they, they get this like reward. Just like when you give someone a horse, yes. they pick how to feed the horse. Yeah, but only no. once. And then they have to choose <laughs> to they ride it. the horse three different things. <laughs> and then they have to pick ride the horse. <laughs> 
And finally, brush the pony's hair. Oh. And then, I I don't know. I guess they're out. I, I mean, if they're, if they're on a horse, they, get, they beat it, right? <laughs> no. Well, because they're on a horse, it's a dead horse. I well, what, got I guess it. what happens at the it. end of this is, like, they choose the three, and if they're still not dead... That's just yeah, how? then it's done. Then it's so, done. How? I mean, it's, well, it's, yeah, it's, it's possible. So captive audience, it is three things. They'll have to choose a different one every time. They get this reward. The first reward <laughs> is your life. their life total becomes four. The controller of captive audience's life total becomes four. Or they get to discard their hand. Normally, you'd spend a whole black mana in an instant for that. <laughs> uh, or they have each of their opponents create five 2-2 two, two black zombie creature tokens. By the way, this is really good and two-headed because each of your heads gets five zombie. Two, two black zombie oh, you're right. Um, and their life total will become four, too. Yes. Which is very good. Yes. But it'll only discard the hand of the player that you gave the cap okay. audience to. Okay. That is probably the first choice they'll make in two-headed. Um, and the first thing isn't a trigger. Uh, we There's uh, whatever the spell's name that I hate that counters triggered abilities earlier that we talked about. Yeah, you can't counter this triggered ability because it's not a triggered ability. It enters it the battlefield happens. and it's always theirs. Gotcha. Uh, so they can't they can't make you keep it by countering its ability because it's not counterable. Um, yeah. My last one is Rakdos, the showstopper. I love it. Uh, yeah. Uh, red, black, four, legendary creature demon, six, six, flying trample. He's the same size as Rakdos, Lord of Riots. When Rakdos, the showstopper, enters the battlefield, flip a coin for each creature that isn't a demon, devil, or imp. Destroy each creature whose coin comes with tails. I strongly recommend just using some dice. Yeah, got them anyways. Just say, um, just call otter. Even say like for this creature, anytime, anytime I roll an odd on this dice, it's gonna kill the dude. And then just go down the line and roll a die for each creature. Don't use rock, paper, scissors because you can game the system. Yep, not 50-50%, not 50-50 chance. If you use the the rock, paper, scissors cards, the, the rock, lobster, paper, tiger, scissors, lizard, you can do that, but that'd take a long time. <laughs> so Yeah, just roll dice and say uh, odds, yeah. they die, evens, they live, and then yep. roll them. And if you are trying to do Rakdos the Showstopper, people ask the question inevitably, what happens if I have a thousand tokens? It's like, just kill half of them. But that... <laughs> I might save three quarters. I'm like, but you won't. Just save half of them. It's fine. <laughs> Close <laughs> enough. Or you can flip a coin a thousand times. Yeah, you, you know, it's up to you, app, buddy. Pull, pull out an app and say, roll 1d2 5,000 times, and it'll it'll give you a bunch of results. And then you just <laughs> sum the results and divide and then save that many or whatever. Like, I love this card. I hope I open him at the pre-release. Yeah, I'm looking at making a, a forced to entertain me deck because his, his flavor text... Entertain, Entertain me. me. Now it's time for some questions from our listeners. Listener questions. Okay. <clears throat> what guild do I pick for the pre-release, Rob? This is a question from Heather. So, do you want to plan your attacks out and think really hard about stuff? If so. Gruel. Okay. Uh, because Riot makes you actually plan multiple turns down the line. It's philosophically. I think that's what you're going to say. I would say if you like to smash with your creatures, pick well, Gruel. Well, it, it, like, it's weird. Riot looks like a Gruel mechanic, but it makes you plan multiple turns in advance. Let's pick one word for each, and then you can just pick based on what you most associate with. So Azorius, control is the word I'm going to pick. Hmm. <laughs> what do you mean? Hmm? Gratification. Okay. 
Uh, you have to choose with uh, with your with your um. You have to choose to cast your instance now rather than later. You you instead of having delayed gratification for it, which is what you normally do for instance, you get it now. It's All actually right. the opposite of Hoazorius. Simic, uh, growth. Elbows. Okay, or elbows. <laughs> great, great answer. Elbows. Rakdos, I'm going to pick uh, pain. I'm in. Okay, and Orzov. Um, ooh, what should I say for Orzov? Also pain. <laughs> <laughs> dollar, ghosts. dollar bills. Uh, ghosts. There you go. Yeah. Whatever one of those words most speaks to you, pick that guild. Thank you for the question, Heather. All right. I've got one here um, that we answered, but then there's a follow-up from someone else. So this one comes yeah. from Zach. Some cards care about creatures with with four or greater power entering the battlefield. If I mm-hmm. cast a creature with Riot that normally has three power, but choose to put the counter on it, does it trigger the card asking for four or greater power? Which so the answer, answer yep. is yep. yes. Then someone asks, as an add-on to that question, can I bolt a 3-3 three, three with Riot in response to them putting a plus one, plus one counter on it? Nope. It, it always has the counter. If so, they choose the counter, yeah, it is always the counter, there. Always has the counter. It yep. comes right. in from your hand with a little dice on it onto the battle. Already. Yep. <laughs> uh, if I use Dovin's plus one ability to play a creature that has that already has Riot, does the Riot stack? Does it mean Domri? It must. They must mean. Yeah, because I was, yeah, was looking Dovin for Dovin, and then you got that. to Riot, and I was like, uh, sorry. When I okay, well, yeah, I'll, no, I'll say it again. You don't know. If I use uh, Domri's plus one ability yeah. to play a creature that yep. already is Riot, does the Riot stack? Yep, multiple instances of Riot are yep. double the fun, or multiples of the fun, depending on how many rides you have. <laughs> All right, this one comes from Amy. She used the hashtag, hashtag Judge Rob, which I love. Great. <laughs> hashtag Judge Rob. What new mechanic do you feel will have the most impact immediately on Standard, and which is your favorite? On standard, probably yes. spectacle. Oh, because uh, spectacle is going to really reward you for being aggressive. And there's a lightning bolt. Thing. Yeah. People are going to yeah. work real hard to, to get the payoff of getting a, a lightning bolt. All that right. pretty good. What's your favorite card? What's your favorite mechanic? Oh, favorite mechanic. mechanic. So I, I do really, really like riot. Um, I think that the best designed mechanic is probably, probably a pend. Like it's a pend or no, addendum. Append. Addendum. Whatever. Yeah. The the one that tells you that sometimes instances are better to play on your turn. It actually makes you think more. And I like things that, that make people think about how they play the game and be deliberate about stuff. So All right, I have a question here yeah. from Daniel. When I attack with a Danto Vanguard, will Cavalcade of Calamity trigger? So uh Cavalcade of Calamity, red and one for an enchantment. Whenever a creature you control with power one or less attacks, Cavalcade of Calamity deals one damage to the player or planeswalker that creature is attacking. Uh, Adanto Vanguard. Uh, One of my favorite cards in standard. So Adanto Vanguard uh, is a white and one for a 1-1 vampire soldier. And the text we care about is as long as Adanto Vanguard is attacking, it gets plus two, plus zero. So there's no time when Adanto Vanguard is attacking and has less than three power. Because it just as happens. Yeah, Boom. this is a, this is a static ability, uh, so Cavalcade is not going to trigger from Adanto Vanguard. Oh, oh well. Or, or it it shouldn't by my reading of the rules. We don't actually have the the full release notes for this set yet, so it's possible they could change the rule underneath me. Uh, that because it this is a weird interaction, uh, so it shouldn't trigger though. Uh, this one comes from Jesse. How does Tasa's ability affect? Uh, 
um, affect effects like <laughs> undying or persist. So uh, persist, uh, it'll trigger twice, and the first tr- persist that resolves. Uh, so persist uh, says when this creature dies, if it doesn't have a minus one minus one counter on it, return to the battlefield under your control with a minus one minus one counter on it. So persist, it'll trigger twice. One copy, or the, the, there'll be two copies of persist in this stack. The first copy will resolve. It'll return the creature. The second one will resolve and do nothing because the thing isn't in the graveyard anymore. Gotcha. It's uh, like, where is it? Yep. It's like, I I swear there was a dude there. It's just like if you exiled the creature in response to the persist. Oh, I swear there was a creature here a second yeah. ago. <laughs> um, uh, anyways. When you look at... Uh, Undying and Persist are exactly the same. I was gonna, I was gonna talk about Haunt, but we don't need to talk about Haunt, haunt. because nobody asked. No one never, no one ever needs to ask about Haunt or talk about Haunt. Oh man, we Lush talked about it on our show. Haunt. <laughs> haunt is if no. It, no, no, no. Haunt is a salvageable mechanic if you get rid of half of it. Okay. If you All get right. rid of the half where it triggers when the haunted creature dies and you just had it haunt a thing and then do a static effect to the haunted creature. Yeah. That, that would actually be a fine mechanic, right? Yeah. Uh, but that's not what it does. And no, so, it does a lot yeah. of weird things instead. Yeah. All right. I have a question from Dan. So this is going to involve Pelt Collector and the new Zagana. If I control a 1-1 Pelt Collector, then resolve Zagana, can I stack the abilities to first put a counter on Pelt Collector, then draw a card? Or does Zagana not care since Pelt Collector didn't have a counter when she entered the battlefield? So uh, Zagana Utopia, uh, Utopian Speaker is the card he's talking about. 4-4 uh, four, four for green, blue, 2, legendary creature, merfolk wizard. Uh, when Zagana enters the battlefield, if you control another creature with a plus and plus one counter on it, draw a card. Um, and that's what he's asking about, is that specific ability. Uh, she has other abilities, but it doesn't matter. Um, so she has what is called an intervening if trigger. When this condition happens, or when this time happens, if this condition is true, put the trigger on the stack. If there is no creature with a counter on it, that as, as Zagana is entering the battlefield, she won't get the chance to trigger at all. Uh, Pelt Collector uh, has a when a larger creature enters the battlefield, put a plus one plus one counter on him. He'll trigger, but she won't have triggered because the counter wasn't there at the time that the trigger time passed. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, okay. So there's a Gruel Legend creature named Nika, I believe, in this set. Nikaya of the old ways. Yes. I believe. Um, this is a question from Seth. Just to check, I know if you turn Caged Sun into a forest and tap it for mana, bad things happen. But how Nika is worded, this would not happen if she were, tur- were to turn into a land. Correct? This question is bizarre. Okay, so Caged Sun has a weird line of text that says, uh, if an ability of a land adds a mana to your mana pool, add a mana to your... Oh, when an ability of a land adds a mana to your mana pool, add a mana to your mana pool, basically. Um, so if you animate it and turn it to a land and then make it provide mana, or make a land provide mana, its ability triggers, provides mana, and then it, an ability of a land provided mana, so you do it again and again and again. Um, uh, Nikia of the Old Ways is green, red, three, legendary creature, centaur, druid, five, five. You can't cast non-creature spells. And whenever you tap a land for mana, add one mana of any type that land produced. Uh, you specifically have to be tapping it for mana. So, yeah, she doesn't trigger from things other than tapping that add mana. Like her ability, which is a triggered ability. So. Okay. All right. One last question here from Dan. Again, if I want to cast, he writes bedazzle, but I imagine he means bedevil. <laughs> I wish bedazzle was the name of a card Same. in this set. Oh, man. Off Next of- on. 
on set, right? Yeah, bedazzle off of Electrodominance. Do mm-hmm. I need to cast it for X equals six or X equals eight? Oh wait, no, they mean that's not bedevil. Is what do they mean, bedazzle? No, no, no. Oh, oh, there we go. There is bedazzle. It is a card. Yeah, it's uh, oh bedazzle. Bedazzle. What? All right, so okay, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. play that card a bunch just because it's cool. a great name. I didn't uh, realize that. So yeah, the the so the um split card from the the rare split card from Rakdos. Um, Bedeck's half, we don't care about. Uh, Bedazzle's half is red, black, four, instant. Uh, destroy, uh, destroy target non-basic land. Bedazzle deals two damage to target opponent or planeswalker. So the the thing with split cards is anytime that you're told to to cast it, um, you choose to decide to cast. So if you if you get to cast a spell for free, you'd get to choose which side. For Electrodominance, though, um, Electrodominance cares about the converted mana cost of the thing. Uh, you may cast a card a card with converted mana cost extra less from your hand without paying its mana cost. He asked, is it two or six? It's six or eight. It's six or eight? It's eight. Yeah. Um, so you have to look at the converted mana cost of the card, which is eight. Uh, and, then, and then you get to choose which side you'll be able to cast. Uh, this changed... If you remember it a few years ago before the expertise cycle or the expertise cycle had just come out, um, yes. there was there was a time where you could use the expertise cycle to cast uh, split spells. I remember that and, brief moment yep. in time. People and, were making some trouble. Yep. And then they changed it so that you could not cast split cards effectively with the expertise spells. Yeah. And uh, this is the same way. You, it, Like I said before, it has the sum of the mana costs, which gives it a converted mana cost of eight. Wonderful. Well, if you have a question that Judge Rob has not uh, answered on this show, what we're going to do is put up the video version of this podcast on YouTube on Thursday on uh, YouTube.com slash GoodLuckHighFive. And you can type your question in the comments and Rob will stop by yeah. for like about a, up to a week after yeah, it. And, I stop uh, by for a week. And answer your questions, which is yep. a very nice judgely service he provides. Yep. So and it, if I say something wrong, I'm sorry. Point it out in the comments. I'll come by and agree or disagree or have a discussion about it. Yeah, yeah. Fight you. <laughs> I'll come by and fight you. Well, I mean, there's a lot of fighting in this set, so... Yeah, true. Sure there is. is a bunch of rioting, if you will. It's time to name the cutest card and the grossest card from Ravnica Allegiance. Megan, shall we start off with grossest? Sure. What do you got for us? Um, so there were several very gross cards, oh, including yeah. um, Mr. Elbows. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Elbows. Uh, Mr. Elbows, we were talking about earlier. Um, obviously, as people pointed out, eyes everywhere. Yep. Pretty gross. Really gross. Pretty gross. But those eyes, to me, were almost too too dreamy. They might be there. They might not be there. Oh, sure. Which allowed me to somewhat escape my fear of eyes in unnatural places. Um, there is also Seb McKinnon's blood from the tops of their heads into a cup. Mm. <laughs> which is, I wish that's what the card was called. <laughs> it's so gorgeous. But it's this so pretty. This is my guess. It's so pretty. Screaming shield way up there. Ooh, that's because creepy. you know what? It looks like it's screaming in pain. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, it's getting it hit with stuff. They tethered a ghost, oh. a ghost into a shield and it's screaming in pain. It is terrifying. But the winner, besides, you know, despite all of those being very creepy, Screaming Shield was almost it. It is Drillbit. Oh, I agree. Because Drillbit is oh. horrifying. I have a question for you. Do you think this person knows what's about to happen to them or doesn't They're know? They're sure laughing like 
I don't know. I don't. That's Which part is of what's creepier so, if they. Oh, it's gosh. so terrifying. Well, you, it's terrifying. You, also, let's look at the flavor text that says never boring. <laughs> <laughs> you you do realize funny. that that's that's how the Rakdos roll, right? That's why their keyword, their, their yeah. shirt word is safe word. Yeah. Uh, they're, and they're. You know, I don't they're, know. They're, there we go. they're weird people. I love them. They ran a meat circus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like. I would definitely They're go to a meat people. circus. I love them. They ran a meat circus. <laughs> Rakdos. <laughs> like, honestly, why is their shirt not meat, meat circus? <laughs> is so good. Have you have you looked at Rakdos Carnarium's art? No. What about it? It's it's oh, a meat. Circus. It's a literal meat circus. It's they they constructed a circus out of meat, full of dead animals and meat. <laughs> it, oh boy. Well. There we go. All right. Why their shirt is not Meat Circus, we'll I will never we'll know. Never yeah. know. We will never know. All right. As far as cutest card is concerned, I'm going to give you my list of runners up because there's plenty of cute cards um, in the in the set this time around. And my choice is very difficult. So uh, runner up to Galloping Lizrog, which is pretty cute very frog cute. lizard and one yeah. of the Simic creations. That's yeah. not an abomination. <laughs> I'll give a run up to Cult Guild Mage, which I think is really cool. It's a Rakdos Guild Mage playing with a tiny little Jace hand or uh, marionette puppet, which is very cute. And it's actually real. You could have bought this. There was an auction for the little Jace puppet that the That's artist a lot created. Of money. Was it really? Yeah. Like, I mean, I believe it. I just didn't know how much it ended up being. Um, runner up to Sylvan Brushstrider, which is a cute little uh, beast with long little legs just standing in the woods. Much like our pig in the woods, this beast in the woods is very, very cute. Oh. Of course, I have to mention uh, Lumbering Battlement, which is like a lumbering little ox-like thing with a bunch of things hanging off of it, which is really cute. We talked about it earlier on the show. Take a look. Um, and then, of course, uh, Rob mentioned this card just a little bit earlier, Debtor's Transport, because it's just like a big giant mars marshmallow wearing a mask, which is cute. Horrifying flavor text on that card, yeah. though. My final runner-up, which is there's about a thousand of them, is Cry of the Carnarium, which has my old favorite cutest card, which is from, what's it called again? I'm blanking on the name. Sire of Insanity. Sire of Insanity. Yeah. He's, he's back and as cute as ever, screaming into the ether. But the number one cutest card um, just, like, flew at my face from the moment I saw it being cute, and that is Senate Courier, which is a tiny little owl wearing a tiny little hat, and it's very cute. And he's very adorable. And the reason it's not humunculus or whatever, or Resolute Watchdog is very sad, so it doesn't win, Judge Rob. And Humunculus, what is it called? The hu humunculus? humunculus? Humunculus. Doesn't win because I'm also very sad when I look at it. And How I, could you? Look at this little owl. No, I don't believe that this owl is cute. <laughs> he look has a him. ribbon. I don't care. Look at his little face. Do you know what? The cutest things are sometimes the things that make you feel a little bit sad when you look at them. You know, I actually read an article about anger and how if something is too cute, you can start to feel violent. Yeah, I've read. Yeah, I saw that. That's bizarre. OK, I'm I'm furious. See, In it's happening case, right now. Looking at something cute is making me mad because I cannot believe Humongous was robbed. 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 I mean, look at him. I just feel he's bad for so him. sad. He's a burly dude, and he's very sad. I he's like a sad humunculus. If we just want sad burly dudes, like we could go to sadburlydudes.com. 
If that is not already a website. Can you imagine it? There's just a bunch of sad guys. Uh, They're just huge and ripped, like just Terry Crews sitting there. You know what it is? Uh, it's like, it's for men to know that it's okay to cry. Even yeah. if you're yes, a huge burly very dude. very true. Yeah. Humong. Oh, uh, I can't. Also, sadburlydudes.com. <laughs> go ultra pro that's right one of the best places if you're looking at some of this art and you're like despite the fact that cutest card was robbed uh, i want some of this art on a play mat or a deck box or sleeves ultra pro is the place to go for all of that sweet magic art on all of your magic accessories and if you're heading to a pre-release this weekend i want to point out the guild sleeves that will be they're, available they're really good they're excellent aren't they i got six sets of them or something recently yeah. to put on different commander decks because nice. they're just great they are yeah. great i have some rakdos ones that i got and i'm so excited to put my rakdos pre-release deck into them and you can represent at your pre-release it's true all thanks to ultra pro really great quality supplies at ultrapro.com or head over to cardkingdom.com slash glhf because they carry ultra pro stuff too show big thanks to judge rob for coming on and educating us as always you're welcome it is so fun to be here by the way if you want to show us any of your sweet pulls or your decks from the pre-release this weekend we do love to see them so yes, just tweet them, at, tweet us. them at us at glhf magic and on our youtube this week youtube.com slash good luck high five we've got a lot of offerings yes <laughs> we've but got just a lot of stuff very importantly our 10 worst rares to open at your pre-release yes so go head on over there to see what you don't want to open but what according to our listeners you probably really will. <laughs> and of course, as we said at the top of the show, we have a new 10 minute podcast called The Upkeep. Look for it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you don't see it there yet, check again in a couple of days. It will be there. We are moving news out of this show and into that show. Uh, you won't be losing any content. In fact, you'll be gaining more. And yes. it's just 10 minutes and it'll get you ready to go for your week. So, All right. Yeah, pretty I'm, cool stuff. I'm really excited for a bite-sized news show. Ooh, oh, excellent. I'm going to be listening to it regularly. All right. Party Fun listener on, already. <laughs> <laughs>